Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 198. All right, team, here we go. Three, two, one, podcast. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he competes with himself to see just how much broccoli he can eat, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is probably one of the most exciting weeks in a while because next week, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, my new book, Will It Fly, will be available. And uh, I am very excited and very nervous. And it's just so many things going on. A lot has been leading up to this. And one of those things is a launch team that I've been able to build, actually, with the help of a man named Daniel Decker, who we have on the show today. He's managed launch teams for people like Lewis Howes and Michael Hyatt and other people you've probably heard of before. And I wanted to bring him on the show today to talk about how we've been able to build this team, mobilize it, and some of the strategies and tools and things you can use within this team to help you launch not just a book, but anything that you come out with with a bang. So I'm not even gonna waste any time. We're gonna get right into it. Again, this is Daniel Decker, who is managing my launch team, which consists of over 500 people to help launch the book next week. And I hope you're gonna help out too. Uh, look out for an invitation to a launch party and all this cool stuff. Again, everything's happening next week. And if you're listening to this in the future, just go ahead and check out the book at willitflybook.com and uh, you can get more information about that there. Now, here we go. This is Daniel Decker, my launch team manager for Will It Fly. All right, everybody, I'm so happy to welcome and introduce Daniel Decker to the show. Daniel, thanks for being here, man. No, Pat, thanks for having me. So your experience with launch teams, actually, before we even get into how you got into this, can you define for everybody, really, what, what is this launch team that, that everybody keeps talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've been working with, I've been in the book marketing and platform building industry for 14 years or so and have started doing launch teams, I guess maybe five or six years ago. Uh, so quite a while uh, that, I, that I've been working with them. But to me, what a launch team is, is really the opportunity just to mobilize your community. So for someone like you, especially who has a little bit of a, a or larger platform, 
the ability to take people who are already fans and just mobilize them to engage in the content, engage in the process, and just to help you support the book and launch it in an in a amplified way. But it's not limited just to people with a platform. Anybody can, can utilize a launch team. It's, it's really uh, just leveraging that community. Okay, and can this uh, philosophy of using a launch team be used for things other than books? Absolutely. Yeah, it can be used for basically anything from products to books or anything. And, and you know, I kind of look at launch teams like, uh, you know, we talk about leverage, leveraging the platform and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And to have leverage, you have to have a lever. Um, and to me, the launch team is really, you know, anytime you're launching something, whether it's a product, a course, a book, whatever, you have to have uh, levers to help you amplify your impact. And a launch team is just one of many um, opportunities. Okay, so the launch team, how do we even get started? And I would make sure to try to address those who not only have a platform, but maybe we start with those who, who don't even have a platform. I think a lot of people hear this and they like think, oh, well, I, I don't even have any fans. Like I, this is impossible for me to do, but you kind of hinted that it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, and, and that's the beauty of it because it's a really low cost opportunity and low, I don't want to say low hanging fruit because I mean, it's certainly better when someone has a platform that can, you know, like for you uh, with your launch team, when we send out a tweet or uh, a post, then people automatically respond. So for someone who doesn't, who's just starting out, they don't have to have 300, 500, 1,000 people in a launch team. They can equally be successful with 50, with 100. And most of us, if we're doing anything, we have friends out there and we're on Facebook. Most of us have at least 50 to 100 people that we could invite to be a part of something with us. Mm-hmm. And it just really means doing that. So the first step is when, when you're looking to create a launch team, you have to invite people to be a part of it. And for me, what we do is we typically create a, a, a simple, very simple sign-up form. I use Wufu. There's many other solutions out there, SurveyMonkey, all kinds of things that you can you know Google Forms. Uh, but I just create a very simple form that's got a few fields in it, name, email, do you want to be a part of this launch team? That kind of thing. Uh, and you send that out to people. You can post it on social. You can do it on email. You can text a friend and just invite them to be a part of what you're creating. And you'll really be surprised because m- most people doubt how many people would be interested in helping them. They're like, what do, well, what do they get out of it? They're just going to promote my stuff. Uh, and that's not necessarily true. They look at it as being endeared to you because they want to be a part of the process. They want to learn how it goes. And, and many just will do it to support you because they like you. Yeah, absolutely. And so kind of getting into the more specific, can, can you define what those fields are? I think a lot of people are going to be interested. So it's it's name, email, and you also collected, I think, the Twitter handle. And yeah. um, why do you want to be a part of this and what you could do to help promote, I think, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, and that can kind of vary based on uh, the, the the type of team that's being created. Uh, but for the most part, you just want to you want to gather the necessities, the the name, the email address. The uh, you can ask for their social media handles, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and, and some of that is so that you can build a list that you could share with the team uh, later on. I like to keep some open ended. Um, form fields in there, such as why do you want to be a part of the team? What could you do to help promote the the product or the book? Or tell us something unique about yourself, something fun. I mean, the biggest thing with these, Pat, is you have to approach a team not as if this is a army of people who's just going to be promoting your wares. It is a community, you know. So you want to try to you want to make it fun. You want to make it you know something that people want to be a part of, something that you're going to you know treat them like you'd want to be treated if you were a part of this uh, of something with someone so that you could 
uh, get them in, you know, feeling like it's fun to be a part of. Right. And so what, so speaking on of that, like what else do people get by joining these groups? I think it's important to consider that so that, you know, when people ask, well, why should I join anyway? What's, what's the point? You know, we could really define what that is. So not just being involved in, in the process, but what, you know, kind of what other things do they get as a result? Sure. Yeah. For the most, in a typical book launch, book launch team, um, the participants of the team will typically get a review copy of the book in advance. And that can either be a physical copy that's mailed to them or a digital copy that, that's sent to them. And the digital copy can either be in PDF form or it can be a Kindle version uh, or whatnot. There's, I mean, many ways to deliver it to them. And then they typically get access to a private Facebook group. And that's really just so that you can be able to communicate with them on a daily uh, basis or however regular basis you choose to. And it's so that they can communicate together. Because mm-hmm. that's one of the, the big components of this. And, and Pat, you've experienced this too, is that the, the team, once they're together, they really feed off of the energy of each other. And it's really exciting just to uh, to to watch them and see the the things that they come up with and create and are, and are sharing, um, but the, those are the the primary things. And then you can you can incentivize uh, groups. You can give them access to if you're going to have any bonus material for their book for your book or for your product. You can give them access to it first. You could do a special uh, teleseminar or a webinar or something with the team as kind of a pep rally type of opportunity. You just really want to you want to let them be a part of the process and give them. Uh, opportunities to access content along the way so that they're they're getting more and just really feeling so super engaged that they're going to you know do everything they can to spread the word. Yeah, I mean, I want you all to think about this. You're giving access to stuff that a lot of people, most people aren't going to see until it's actually out. And so, as we all know, when you open the, up the factory doors, people get interested, people start to you know, get hyped up about what it is that, that you're doing. And I think this is a perfect way to kind of lead that charge on, on launch day, which is really cool. And again, Daniel's been doing a great job of engaging the audience there. And it doesn't have to be somebody that you hire for this. It could be yourself in there engaging. And of course, I'm in the community, in the launch team community, you know, participating and in there answering questions and that sort of thing too, which has been really, really fun. And, you know, we just recently shared uh, a few things. So when people go into that group, I think the first thing, that Daniel had me do actually a long time ago was create a welcome video. And this video Daniel then posted in the Facebook group when everybody kind of arrived after the uh, application process, which we'll, you know, we'll get back to that in just a sec. But then, you know, like everybody was commenting on that video. Everybody couldn't <laughs> express how excited they were to be there. And then we've been sharing other things like uh, we, we just shared the intro. Um, you know, you could share different bits and pieces of the book and I just shared the intro and I have 91 comments of people totally in love with it, but also a lot of great comments and thoughts too. Again, I'm in the, I'm still in the middle of, of uh, you know, finalizing this book. And so, you know, I'm getting a lot of great information on things that I can then incorporate into the book too, which is really cool. So I'm making it, you know, exactly the way it needs to be for those who it is exactly for, which I'm really, really excited about. Now, going back to the application process, you know, should you have a goal on how many people you should have in there? And then, you know, is if you get more than that, to apply, uh, how do you kind of narrow down that group to to that, or do you take all of them? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and I've done, I mean, the, I've done a variety of launch teams from, I mean, people like you, Lewis Howes, Michael Hyatt, Jeff Goyne. So the size of the team really just varies depend, dependent on the person's platform and what they're able to do. So the 
for someone who's new, don't look at the fact that we're that we talk about a 500 or a thousand person launch team and, and feel that that's overwhelming. Because really, you can have a very successful launch team with 50, 100 people. You really need at least 50 to get some some good engagement, but that's not very hard to get. I mean, if you open up your form and you push it for a week or two, um, it, it's it's usually typically pretty easy to get mm-hmm. 50, 100 people. But the say that you set your goal and that's really just a it's kind of an arbitrary goal of what how many copies are you willing to give away if you're mailing copies or how many course accesses are you willing to give if it's for a product or a course those type of things but don't feel the biggest hiccup for most people is that they say well why would I want to give uh, you know my book away because these are people that might buy it later right, right. Um, or a course or whatnot but you can't look at it like that because you're battling obscurity uh, in most cases, and the biggest thing is, it's kind of I, I equate it to you know a local burrito shop opening up. Well, if a burrito shop opens and they give away a free burrito today, and Pat Flynn goes and eats it and loves it and tells fifty friends, that restaurant, that burrito shop just made fifty more sales based off of giving away one burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, so I it's love kind burritos, of by the way. <laughs> uh, you and uh, John Ankuff, queso together. <laughs> um, so that's a that's a, a a big point, you know, is making sure that just that that quantity is based on what you feel you can handle. I don't really personally like teams much larger than five hundred uh, because it starts to become too hard to manage and make it keep it personal. Mm-hmm. I like to keep teams very personal so that you know we're really engaging with each other. We're able to listen to ideas, follow the the flow and face in the Facebook group and whatnot. Because, like you mentioned, the ninety one comments on the intro chapter. A lot of those, I mean, that that thing was just posted. I mean, and those comments came in pretty much instantly. People stopped what they were doing to go and read that intro and and comment back. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, they feel they feel special to be a part of this group, and I and I thank every each and every one of them. For those of you who are listening, who are in that group, like seriously, thank you so much. You are making an impact on what this book becomes and how it affects other people's lives too. So, I mean, this is not just a strategy for oh, let's get more reviews on launch day, which, you know, we ask people to do that, of course. Um, and it's not just like a, oh, let me share it with everybody to get good vibes and, and all that stuff. It, this is like you're helping to make change and to make it the thing it needs to be before we put it out there. And I'm so thankful for, for everybody out there and especially you, Daniel, for helping manage this team. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and that's a big, you know, a benefit of this of the team too is that when you do them far enough out, and I, I suggest that a launch team be organized at least two months away from whatever your release date is, or, or a month, you could go with a month, but two months is, is really more optimal. Uh, because that gives people, you want to allow proper time for them to get the copy of the book, either uh, physically or digitally, and to read through it or get access to the course or product, and give them you know honest time that they, because this isn't the only thing they're doing in their lives, uh, to be able to read it or consume it or go through it. And you can use the launch team almost like a, a focus group or crowdsourcing to uh, give co- feedback on what they liked, maybe what they didn't like. And a lot of times, for books especially, I, I'll post in the Facebook group, um, you know, hey, guys, whenever you're reading any quote that really stands out to you, comment on this post and share it. And then you can look at that and you can take a lot of the more popular, the repeat uh, quotes that people are putting in there and turn them into social media memes, mm, shareables, nice. tweetables. Yeah, all of that. So you're you're basically identifying things that you may have already known. You may have thought, you know, this thing's really going to be hot or it may surprise you. You may look at some content and go, huh, I didn't think that people would really resonate with that, but they really, really do. So I need to seize that opportunity and really push it. 
So it's a great crowdsourcing opportunity too. Yeah, I love that. And that always happens when I share my presentations with people. I might do it in front of a few people, friends, before I actually go up on stage in front of hundreds of people. And oftentimes they tell me like, wow, that was actually, that was really cool. And it's a part that like I never even really considered to be important. And so when I go up on stage and do it, then I actually emphasize that part. I might even then create a slide for it because it had an impact on a smaller quote focus group. It's sort of like a beta group for yep. software. It's like just the same idea kind of pulled into to the book specifically or the course or whatever it is that you're doing. And that's not to say that the people who are in here, you mentioned before that, yes, you are giving away essentially your book, but I I would care to say, and I'm not, I'm not just planting this seed because I want people to do this. I think this is what would happen. This is what I would do. If I was that involved with the early processes of the book, I would I would want to support the author and, and buy it when it comes out, even if I had a copy already. Yeah, and that happens. That's surprising too, uh, to especially to publishers, because when I start first started doing these <laughs> launch teams with publishers, they were very weary of launch teams and like, why would we, you know, give out and mail three five hundred books and you know, da da da. And I can track it and show it over time that the net gain that a, that a launch team has, especially for a, a newer author, is significant uh, because once and it, and it kind of goes back though too to that old adage where, you know, uh, if a product's good, it'll go. If it won't, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. So if people actually like the book and it's good, then they will buy it and they'll get copies for friends. So the exponential purchase power of the group uh, really is impactful. Now, if they don't like the book and everybody starts getting quiet on you, uh, then you know that you, know, you might have an issue with content that uh, maybe you weren't aware of. Right, right. And that's, again, you know, going back to hopefully you've written good content. If it's just even a small group of you know, 50 or, or even 30, it could still have yeah. a huge impact exponentially in the way that you're talking about it. Um, what are, what are some of the big mistakes that people have made when creating their launch teams? Obviously you're pro at this, so you know what to do and when, but sure. you know, I can imagine a lot of people trying it out and not being very successful because of a few things. What are, what are some of those things that people, people can look out for? Yeah, there's I mean, there's definitely a few, and and one of the big ones is not treating the community like a community and treating them more like a commodity, um, because you you can't go in there. It's kind of like your Twitter feed or Facebook, you know, when when it's time to launch your book. Unfortunately, many people wait till the last minute. Then all of a sudden, uh, and I'm going to flip this back to the analogy into the launch team, but you know, with their social media. All of a sudden, two weeks before their launch, every post that they're posting is buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. And people just are like so worn out and, and it's, you know, they hate it. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with the launch team. You can't look at them. You can't treat them like mercenaries and just continually say, hey, guys, go do this, go do that. You've got to also engage with them and talk to them and share with them. And just like you, Pat, you've gone in there and you've posted some authentic posts, thanking them, engaging them, appreciating them for the process and the feedback that they're giving so it's not always just giving them marching orders of, hey, guys, go do this. It is, you know, you're part of a community. You're networking with them. You're, you're shepherding. You're asking them, you know, hey, what are you guys up to or what ideas do y'all have? Hmm. But you're listening, too. That's the big thing. You can't um, – if someone comes up with an idea, you have to acknowledge it and share it with the group and say, man, I never thought about that. That's a crazy good idea, so-and-so. Let's – hey, team, let's do that. You know, those sort of things. So that's one. Um, and then the other, um, is starting too too late. Um, that's definitely a big one. Um, in, in that, you, you know, with any sort of promotion, most people, um, especially if they're newer, 
tend to wait too long thinking that they or, or start too late thinking that they don't need as far out to plan and engage and, and things like that. So it's just improper planning mm-hmm. um, on that side. And then three is that uh, fear of sharing the content um, is really just a, a big one that holds a lot of people back of, of not wanting to share or to give access to things that they should give access to um, because you, your your team here is going to be supportive of you. And sure, there's a chance, there's a remote chance that someone could take your PDF and put it out there, you know, on some uh, black market site or whatever. But the, I mean, in 14 years of me doing uh, book marketing and working with authors, I've only seen that have a negative impact like one time. I mean, it's it's so minute that, um, you know, it, you're, you're, you're dealing with something that, you know, doesn't really affect the big outcome. Right. Okay, so leading up to the launch, let's say you know the book's coming out in two weeks, and you of course we're recording this quite early in the process, so we're not at this point yet. But I'm actually pretty curious what happens, let's say two weeks out, to start to mobilize this group and to get them to really take action on launch day, and what action would that be actually? Yeah, what I and one one of the things that I do is we try to equip the launch team with tools. So it's not just asking them to do things, hey guys, go read the content, but we're also equipping them. We're listening, like I said, and we're taking whatever quotes and memes. And then typically we'll build a share page. And that could either be on the on your book site, it can be, you know, a, a back end page on your blog, whatever. It can be, you know, Pat Flynn, Flynn forward slash share. And on that page, we would take some of those top quotes um, and turn them into tweetables and share images. And we'd basically embed those things on that page so that they're all there, easy, click of a button. Um, A tool that I use for the Twitter um, things is Mm clicktotweet.com. So when you go and you you post your um, Twitter message on that page, and then you can just put a little button next to it, click click now to tweet. So you're basically making it very easy for them to go and share and, and promote things that you've created that will uh, be consistent. They're going to include the hashtag. They're going to include the URL to the book. So leading up to launch, it's really a, a significant push for them to be sharing, um, to be talking about the book with their friends, to get the word out there, to leave reviews uh, for, for a book launch, to leave reviews on goodreads.com. Um, to be preparing to leave a review on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, um, you can't leave a review on. In most cases, you can't leave a review until the book actually is on um, on sale on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're getting them in that mode that they're ready and they're prepared and they're and they're promoting. And then typically, at some point, we'll do some sort of rally um, with the team, and and that can is usually within that two week window of of launch where we'll do a a webinar or, or a teleseminar or something real simple. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it's very casual. It's just an opportunity to thank the team again, uh, to do a little pep rally with them, to say, you know, hey, guys, anybody else got any creative ideas? You've seen what's going on with this. Um, You know, um, speak up now. And a lot of times they'll share ideas because they're smart people in your community that, you know, are looking at things not just digitally, but you might have someone in your – I had a – did a launch team with with Mark Sanborn, a, a leadership author, a couple of years ago. And we had no idea, but there was a VP of a of a very big company that was a part of the launch team, and he got on a um, a teleseminar one night and said, "Hey, I want to create these cards and give them out to thirty thousand employees of our company, you know, and invite them to go and take it, you know, be part of this uh, the book launch and get books." And then he ended up buying a thousand copies. It's crazy; you just never know. Yeah. Awesome. I love it, and, and I'm so looking forward to seeing what happens with with this group and. Um, 
you know, I'm just very excited for everybody out there who is listening to this and who's thinking, wow, this actually isn't, isn't all that difficult. And actually the first time we've heard of this was when Jeff Goins was on the show a long time ago. And this was something that I thought I had done, but I didn't do correctly. That, that episode, for those of you who don't remember, we'll link to it in the show notes and stuff, uh, was Jeff and I talking before the launch of my book. And then in the middle, we time travel to after I launched the <laughs> book. And then one of the mistakes I made was not mobilizing this group that I had created in the best way possible. That group then has kept growing and it's it's about 17,000 people now because it's just a public Facebook group and uh, it's a great resource for authors and I'll link to that in the sh- in the show too. So this however seems a lot more personal and I th- and I think that's definitely the way to do it. So do you have any final tips for people to how can they really just be more personable and really make a deep connection because I think these that that's really what this is very much driven for is that that one to few connection to make a lot of action happen on launch day. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is definitely that scenario because it's amazing what 10 or a hundred or 300 people who are really engaged can do versus having a thousand people who aren't. Um, and, and, but to a point you just made, it made me think of something, Pat, because you do have your other Facebook groups and there's other things like that. And a lot of people do try to create like a Facebook group, mm-hmm. but, and, and where launch teams, you know, not all launch teams are created equal. One key component um, in this is that you need to have people's email address because you also, Facebook groups, just like anything else on Facebook, not all the posts end up showing to the, your group members or it might get lost in the feed or, or, you know, or whatever. We make a, a priority that any important post or any action step or anything that's um, significant, we post it in the Facebook group, but we also follow up with the team uh, with, a, with an email as well. And I try to keep emails short. You know, it's real like we want to respect people's time. We don't want to ask them to do things that don't really matter. Um, and, and just, you know, make sure that we're using email to communicate things that are significant because that'll that'll be a big point. But the, the biggest thing, you know, for people to get started is really just to think about who you can invite to be a part of your team. Create a simple woofoo form. And what I could do, I mean, Pat, if you want. Uh, I haven't, I am building something out on this. It's not ready yet, but uh, I could do kind of a, a quick start guide on bestsellerlaunchteam.com that people could get uh, that'll list out the forum, the tools that we use. And I can put a few uh, resources on there too that might help them get a, get a quick start, you know, of how they can do it themselves. So I'm happy to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Do you have a specific URL in mind for them? Yeah, bestsellerlaunchteam.com. Okay, perfect. Man, I think this is all the information we need to to move forward. You know, I I wasn't exactly sure how long this episode will go, but sometimes the best episodes are the ones that are concise to the point and very (laughs) actionable, which I think this is. So I'm very excited for everybody out there who's going to be doing this. And again, uh, that URL one more time, Daniel. Bestsellerlaunchteam.com. Okay. And is there anywhere else people can uh, find you and learn more about you? Yeah. I mean, Twitter's good. Um, at Daniel Decker um, is really where I'm probably most active. I'm, I'm horrible on everything else because I'm <laughs> knee deep in everything and in the work. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, let's, let's keep mobilizing this team and that's uh, that we've built together. Awesome. Thanks, right, Pat. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoy that episode. A quick, but very actionable episode that you can use to help build and mobilize your own launch team. So you can launch your next book, your next course, your next product, whatever it is you're coming out with, or just maybe you just want to share a message and go big with it, this is how you can make it happen. So again, Daniel, thank you so much for doing what you do and for coming on and sharing this information. 
And uh, I'm really excited to see it all happen next week. If you want to get the notes and the links for this episode, just head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash session 198, and you can get all of that information there. Hey, really quick, I want to let you know about a page on the website that might be really helpful for you. A lot of you are already taking action on what you've heard on the podcast, which is fantastic, but a lot of you have also messaged me asking for more, deeper information, more fine-tuned and highly targeted information for specific problems and pains that you might be having. So what I did was I actually put together a few courses. There's more courses actually coming down the road, uh, but you could check out all the courses and things that are available to you there at smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. My team and I have worked really hard to put together the best information that'll help you solve specific problems that you might be having in your business. So if you're just starting out and you need help and you need accountability, handholding, you want a community behind this as well, check it out, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. You can see what's available there. All different kinds of courses to help you through a number of different things you might be working on. And like I said, there are more courses coming down the road too. So one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Guys, we are coming up to the final countdown here for the launch of my book, Will It Fly? I just wanna thank you again so much for your support and head on over to willitflybook.com right now. You could pre-order it or again, if you're listening to this in the future, you can uh, go ahead and check it out and and purchase it. So again, thank you so much. I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit and uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you and I'll see you in the next episode of Will It Fly where we're actually gonna be talking with my own team members, not just people like Daniel who I've hired to help out, but also Matt and Mindy and Jana, my content uh, manager, who's gonna help us discover what it all took to put this together. And uh, hopefully it goes well next week, so we'll have some good things to say. All right, cheers, thanks guys, I appreciate you, and here we go. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.